Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So how did you make the money? So there's a couple of different ways how you make money yes. on a podcast and, and, and your, your guys specifically. So first, I want to talk about Patreon. Yes. Patreon is something that, once again... Shout we, out to them. <laughs> we didn't know anything about Patreon no until we started a podcast. And somebody actually put in a comment on Instagram, like, you guys have a Patreon. And I'm like, what, I, I, what's I Patreon? You, I'm like, yo, do you know what Patreon is? And we like, no. I'm like... All right, let me just type it in. Let's mm -hmm. see what this is. So and there's actually... It, that's the one site that there's a ton to Google about. Like yeah. when you start podcasting, there is no blueprint to what we're doing. No, there's, nothing. there's not. So I can give you all of the steps that I did exactly. That doesn't mean you're going to see the success right. of the money I made. There's just really no blueprint to this. But Patreon, there is. And again, at this point, when we first started the podcast, we were paying for studio. We were paying for edits. We needed flyers. We need, there was expenses coming out. And we were like, okay, let's find a way to bring money in. And so we started our Patreon account. So how, all right. So you guys are really doing really well with Patreon. So yes. can you talk about that? Like, what's your what's your your model for Patreon? So for Patreon, we wanted to. You have to give them more than what they're getting. Um, so as podcasting, I don't think 
people realize like the amount of information we give out that's for free mm -hmm. um, to a lot of people and we started growing I, we really have supporters um, I like to think of our audience as there are sisters there are best friends we're in their head as those things and so being as vulnerable as we have and transparent with our lives people wanted to support us but we were just giving them content for free so we were like okay what can we give them for a subscription that's what patreon is it's a subscription it's a subscription platform that you could add to your already present platform for creatives for creatives and, and, yes. and it doesn't have to be podcasting it, 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 it could be videos anybody can have a could have a patreon um, account and how much you make on Patreon? Um, so currently we're seeing close to nine grand a month. So what do you what what, what do you what do you have? Like so right now we offer a two dollar tier, a five dollar tier, and a fifteen dollar tier. Um, and for our fifteen dollar patrons and five dollar patrons, they get three bonus episodes a month. So as a creator, we are, you know, creating now seven to eight episodes a month. And then for our fifteen dollar tier patrons, we send them out merch. So every four months, they are able to receive merch from us. And it can be anything from a crew neck, a sweatshirt, a t-shirt, socks, a mug. Um, and so every four months, they're now getting merch that you can only get as being a top tier patron, which is dope because now that we do live shows and they come in with the merch, we know that they're supporters and it's just a different connection that we have with them. Um, but also it allows them to have their own community boards. Mm -hmm. They talk with each other. We give information that we only give to our patrons that we don't put on our, our public platforms. And then now that we are also on tour, it's the only place that you can be to get access to pre-sale tickets, which was a big thing because our Patreon community sold out our VIP tickets for our New York show before it was even open to the public. Mm. So people feel like, you know, they're still getting value in be, being a part of, of that community. So, and um, how long did it take to grow? How many patrons do you have? Um, we have about 1,400. How long did it take to grow that? Um, we started our Patreon account December of 2017. Okay. Um, and I can remember, shit, sorry. <laughs> um, I think we started with maybe getting $80 a month. And then that grew to two and three hundred, and it's a slow climb. But then that's when we went from giving them one episode to two episodes to now yeah. three episodes. So we've grown um, to let them know that they're getting, you know, their money's yeah. worth. Now it was crazy. The first month we 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 started Patreon, like I said, we had no idea. Like even creating the tiers, it was like, how do we even price it? We try to figure out what would make sense. And then like the first month, we had like two people. Oh, we were happy because we was like, great, like, oh, it covers our studio. <laughs> like now we weren't having to pay for the studio because these five people who, yeah. you know, wanted to support us was now, it was covering our costs. No, Patreon is a great idea. And like I said, not just for podcasters, any creative that's looking to grow organically because what it, what it allows is for your, your natural supporters, people that really, really support yes. you mm -hmm. to, to support you financially. And it's not just charity, they're getting something for it as yes. well. So like what we've done with our Patreon is that we've given like the top tier, top two tiers access to our online university, okay, um, which is called EYL University. They yeah. also get access to live stream events, all mm -hmm. of our events. They get discounts to our events. Oh. I think like 20% discount. Get twenty percent to the to the events and to the and to our merch. Nice. So when they go to earnyourleisure.com, they can buy the merch. And they get FaceTime calls nice. at the highest yeah. level, right? Yeah, we're gonna. So like now, oh yeah, we started the calls. I yeah. was like, girl, we we <laughs> we're in the process of, of revamping it because it's like, yeah, we we've added so much content now that right. we, we can maybe offer like another episode. So we're gonna start doing things like that too, right? Yeah. Maybe even transcripts. Yeah, transcripts. Of the episode. On that, a lot yep. of time people want to like they take notes. They want over and above. So I really like when you told me that you was making nine thousand a month off of Patreon. I really like that because. It's a way to, because like you said, the, the podcasts are free. 
Right. So it's like it's hard for podcasters to provide. So and people don't understand how much work it takes to take right. a, to do oh, a podcast. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's, it's a full time job. It is a full time job. And the yeah. time too. The time too. It's like it's crazy. Yeah, man. but even so, and and then travel. Oh, and that's what I was gonna say. So with those funds, we were able to, like I told you, our merch for our tour this go around cost us damn near eight grand, like. It's expensive to buy merch, to sell merch, to go on the road. And so our very first tour that we did, mind you, again, just being on a network, we still own a lot of our our content. And so our first tour, we had no agent. So Patreon funded our first tour. Mm. We spent about $20,000 getting the venues. Um, and this was throughout eight cities. We did 13 shows. And we literally... We're like, okay, let's look at our analytics. What cities are we going to? <laughs> we looked at our SoundCloud analytics and was like, okay, we have audiences here. We picked what we would feel comfortable as far as um, venue size. And literally when people ask, we were like, okay, we're going to Atlanta. Google Atlanta theater. <laughs> That's what we did. Yeah. We Googled the city followed by the word theater. A list came up. And we started emailing and calling those places, asking for availability and rental cost. And so we went through all of these cities. We picked the venues. We got the rental cost. We, we knew what we wanted to stay between um, as far as money. So I think our most expensive venue, of course, was Caroline's. Um, New York City. How much was that? New York City. That one was about five. Five thousand. Yeah. Um, and for a matinee show, the comedy clubs weren't dealing with us at all. They didn't know who we were. They didn't really so know about podcasts. Gotta we had a four four p.m. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so um, for you know for the comedy clubs, they were a little bit more pricey. But our venues ranged anywhere from you know our our venue in Chicago was our least expensive. That one was I don't know. I think we got for like 150 an hour, um, and it sat 130 people. We did the numbers. We priced our tickets we had our friends check people in we said here's an extra phone scan them on eventbrite we put all of our tickets on eventbrite had our <laughs> friends at the door um we were like we're not popular we don't need security had no security for the first tour um and we knew we had to be out at a certain time because we weren't paying no overfees so we rented the the venues kept 100 percent of the door and we covered our own hotel and transportation expenses so for some of the cities i was like girl i'm staying with you even though we have even though i'm on tour i'm staying with my home girls um and how many cities a, how many cities you do your first tour our first tour we did eight cities and in about three or four of the cities we had to add an extra show because we sold out the first show how, so much, how much money did you make on your first tour our first our first tour, we made about a hundred and ten thousand profit. If you take out the the venue cost, we saw almost a hundred grand. And but now you got a, a agent, yeah. Yes. So it's different. That's, that's now, changed right? some things. It's changed the game for you. Yes, we are now signed to WME, um, and they are now doing our second tour. And we went from doing eight cities to seventeen cities. And how, how has that helped you as far as like boost up the amount of cities? That um, you- it's been amazing because we don't have to. <laughs> I, we don't have to call the venues and be like, hey, so we want to do a show. Like, that was the thing. We're walking into these venues. We're doing tech. We're doing sound. We're making sure the green room is cool. We're handling the guest list. They're like, y'all don't have anyone. And it was literally me and my co-host with our friends that wanted to help. Mm. And so we're going into these venues as the booker, the talent, the management, the producers of everything. 
So like, now the agent takes care of all now, those roles? No, the agent takes care of booking the venues, okay. and we now have a tour manager and a tour assistant that deal with the writers, production, to where we can now show up and put on a show. And they get they get paid? Yes, they get paid. Percentage off of that? Um, our assistant, we pay salary. Our tour manager, we pay salary, and the agent takes a percentage. You said writers or writers? Writers. The, so the, like The list of things you need? The things, the, the hospitality writers, right, what right, we right. ask for in our green room. So I wanted to be like, <laughs> I want Skittles on that with the purple ones taken <laughs> out. I, but I was like, no, let me stop. But I was like, ooh, we talent now. Like, we went to Howard Theater, which was one of our biggest venues, and my name was on the room. I was like, I need all them tickets. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm my writer. It's Tito's, which I might have to up that because it'd be gone before the show starts. Um, so I got Tito's. My co-host has like Red Bull. Like, it's simple. Um, that's our hospitality writer. And then we have our production writer. Mm-hmm. So what we need on stage, um, the music that we're going to play the host what time we want them and come out so we still are very much in charge with the production of our show okay and that's dope because um that's important to us it's it's so the podcast game is becoming like a real real crazy thing where it's like as a podcast you can go on tour just like a musician can go on tour and you get the same benefits and it's like what you described for your first year that's like where we're at right now Mm because we're we're doing we're on our tour right now but we do everything ourselves so, so that, that's the thing that I will say. A lot of people see a lot of podcasts going on tours or doing live shows, and they automatically think they have to do it. I would go against that. Um, I think a lot of people think that, you know, if they're not doing live shows, then they're not successful. And I think they need to focus on maybe reaching their audience more before just, okay, we're going to do a live show. Because I do know a lot of podcasters that are like, okay, it's time for me to do a live show. And then they get the venue, they start selling tickets, and no tickets are being sold. What's the number, though? Like, when do you know? Well, our blueprint was we did networking events. We did free networking events <clears throat> in six cities in America. We did L.A., Chicago, Houston, um, New York, Atlanta. Anywhere else? No, you got them all. Five. We did five free. In D.C.? In, no, we're not a networking event. Oh, right, We right, did right. five free networking events okay. last year. Free. Completely free. Come. And the only, we just made money off of merch and a bar. We split okay. percentage on the bar, right? We did that for a few different reasons. A, we wanted to just get out and touch the cities I like that. and interact with the people. And we used it as a real-time gauge to see how hot we was in those areas. I, I really like that. Um, yeah, it's for, like the pop-up shop. For our first live show, again, like I was, I was telling you guys before, as an accountant, I'm looking at margins and break-even and all of the things necessary and looking at what we had to put out and um so what we needed to sell tickets at um we did have our studio that we recorded at at the time he put up the money and then we paid him back with the ticket sales but we literally our first show we saw no money at all and we did we weren't doing it for money but we were doing it to reach our audience Mm -hmm. so i would say that that would maybe be another tip um is to make sure you price the tickets at something where you could at least break even and not to look at your first live show as something to make a ton of money off of um so maybe sizing your venue down with something that's not going to cost a lot yeah and um yeah so it's it's dope because it's it's all a learning experience it's it's like it is so for us now like i said we're in a stage where we're not signed to anybody. We don't have any booking agents or anything. So we're doing all this stuff. It's a lot of work. That's why we kind of like spread it out like six weeks in between shows. And we do two. So we do like a live podcast and we do a workshop too. So it's like a two-day event. Um, But when we got invited, like I said, shout out to 85 South. And uh, we got invited to 
they were guests on Lip Service. Yes. Yeah. On the Lip Service, uh, Angela Yee's podcast. So we went to um, to the show that they had in New York City. Oh, at the Apollo? No, at, um, where was it at, Troy? Uh, Lincoln, Lincoln Hall was? Where? Lincoln Hall, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was, so they were guests on Lip Service. Yes. So we got there before 85 South got there. So they they brought us to their like room, their green room. And like they had the liquor bottles and it was like a real like, <laughs> Backstage for performer. No, like, you know li- no but, but as a podcaster, especially if you're doing the lot, like you're an artist. Yeah, yeah. Like and so yeah, it's crazy. This, these now, are the like, entertainers like, of the like generation. Like me being on tour, like we're going through riders. We have day calls. We have mic. Like we have sound checks. We have. It's really crazy. Like yeah. and when I'm talking to my friends who are in the music industry, they're like, you know, dang, you have like a real tour, like a real schedule, like, and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like, I'm a music artist, it's kind of yeah. weird. Yeah, but, but I say that to say, it's like, it's a, it's always a, a progression in the business, so it's like, as you, so now you you, you have staff yes. that handles your touring for you, that helps it out, now you can add more shows, mm-hmm. and it makes it, you know, an easier transition, and that's something that a lot of times people don't really think about, as far as like, especially like with a podcast or any type of creative, it's like there's more to it than just the content. But I think, I think, and it's one of the things that we're trying to get now. I don't think people realize the importance of a team. Um, and so for a lot of the beginning of us, it was just me and her. And we did. We thought we could do it all. Like we, like I said, we were every position imaginable. And it's there's only so far that you could take yourself before you create a team. So you guys having someone be behind the camera, that's dope. You guys now don't have to deal with the, the video element of something and you have him doing that. Us now having an engineer helps without me having to do the editing when we're dealing with a tour. We're looking for an assistant, social media person. Like you, It, it takes a team, mm-hmm. um, which I think is why you have these people like Angela Yee and Brilliant Idiots and Joe Budden who has been able to go so far because they have people that have the roles. Nah, yeah. that's a fact. 85 South Show, so they had 19 people. Yeah. On yeah. The, on their the, the show. Big, and yeah. they said they started with, they was doing, uh, I think, like 100 to 200 people. Now they do like 3,000. 3,000 3, yeah. people. They yeah. started out with a wood table yes. and three microphones. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I mean, a, again, anyone, anyone looking to get into the space, if they're looking for it to be a business, this definitely is something that you can grow to be like very, you know, profitable. So, hosting. You get paid on hosting too, right? Yes. How's so that I do out? panels, hostings. That just goes with bookings, and, and and I love it because it's literally like, bro, I'm getting paid to talk. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like this is still, it's a nuance that I can't even explain. Like I'm the one that had to be told to shut up in so, in, in the classroom. Like, like you're talking too much. Speaking engagements. You know, so there's speaking engagements. Um, right now we're trying to do after parties, just again, just to be more after your events? after our live shows. Okay. Um, Again, you have to realize that the booking of hostings and clubs, that whole scene has changed. Um, they realize that certain people aren't bringing it out just because you have a million followers doesn't mean you're even going to bring a crowd. Um, so right now, because promoters don't do that as much anymore, it's us trying to, y'all don't understand though, our reach is here. Um, so as far as club hostings, that's not really a thing. Um, but it's more so, yeah, speaking engagements. And, and we're doing Mocha Fest in Jamaica, so that's a booking where it's not really talking, but we're gonna be doing a live show in Jamaica. The your agent handles that stuff for you as well? No, we got booked on that by ourselves. Okay. Yeah. So you you another major portion of your, your money comes from ads, right? Yes. Good old ad space. Good old ads. <laughs> um, and that's probably one of the hardest things for podcasters. Um, and it's probably the one thing that they look to start to get is ads. Um, 
And that's the toughest thing, I think, to get. Um, as, as a podcaster, you don't know who to reach out to. You know, okay, we talk about sex. Okay, Blue Chew, Adam and Eve, like there's certain brands that we know would align well with us, but who do you get in touch with to say, hey, give me money so that I can say your name? It's like, it's, it's hard to come about. So Loudspeaker plays the middleman in that. They bring in majority of our ads outside of any ad agencies that just reach out to us personally. Prior, prior to Loudspeaker, were you guys, when you were doing it independently, how did you get those people? Or did we you did, get them at we, all? We did. Straight I up. remember this guy hit us up and was like, I got a song. And I, I think we charged him like, all right, come on for 150. <laughs> uh, we got other people that would send us stuff and we were doing ads, but we were doing it for like $50. Mm-hmm. Like just so that we can... Well, this will cover our studio time. So, you know, when we first started, we we literally were getting, we thought it was anything that mattered. Oh, we're making money. Yeah. Um, but then as we got further and we saw that our audience really bought into the things that we said, yeah. again, our relationship with our audience was most important. So we had sex toy companies that hit us up. We were like, we're not giving an ad until we try the product. So there's been companies that have said, I know, <laughs> yeah, we gotta try it out. Uh, so there would be companies that would hit us up and I was like, girl, my vibrator died the first time. Like we not doing that ad on the show. So <laughs> I know, but seriously. Quality the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, it's we, very we important. We can't put our name behind this product. So I think it's important that, that you're not just accepting any money that comes in because it's being thrown at you. At first but or just in general? Even at first we okay. were like, listen, like we were talking about how much we liked our vacation in Thailand, we would get DMs because you said you're going to Thailand. I'm going now. Where did you stay? And we noticed just how much like people yeah. were following what impact we were saying. Yeah, we had a strong impact. And I was like, well, if we're going to have our people spend their hard-earned dollars, not only at our shows, but in products that we're endorsing, I want it to be worth endorsing. Um, so that became important. Um, I know like just recently, a tobacco company hit us up. I said, girl, we're not doing that. I don't care how much they pay us. We're, I'm not endorsing tobacco. So it's also just really having that, you know, that all money isn't worth it. Mm-hmm. No, that's a fact. Yeah. And um, we talked about that before in another episode with like CPM, how yes. to gauge that. Can you just talk about that? Like, what So t- CPM, if you Google it, this is how you can determine how much maybe an ad would be worth on your podcast. So $25 is the basic CPM rate. You multiply that by every thousand listens that you get. Mm -hmm. So if you're getting 10,000 listens multiplied by um, $25 per thousand, that's $250. Um, And you can get that per ad. And of course, the number of ads that you approve on your show is up to you. Um, We don't really like to go over four. And that's maybe two mid-rolls and two pre-rolls. Um, most end-rolls don't really count as anything. No, Nobody's buying an end-roll. Yeah. A lot of people don't listen to a full podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So those are normally thrown in for free. Um, but you can decide how many you want to take. But again, if you're seeing 10,000 10, listens and you take on four ads, that's $1,000 for that one episode. And if you're someone who maybe records out of your house and doesn't have much overhead, you're seeing that as profit. Yeah. Because and- now you're not you know, putting that into your production. So for us, and sometimes you can give a discount. You can be like, okay, I know the standard is 25. I'll give it to you for 22. And so you can gauge it off that. Right now, we base it off of about 70,000 listens and that fluctuates. You also normally go based off of your numbers for about the six six week mark. 
So this mm. is net six weeks. Right. Um, because some people look at it like, your, what's your first week, right? And yeah, no, no, no. Some no. people, 30 days. It's, so, yes. So, and also you have to realize when you're getting paid for these, sometimes you're not getting paid until net 30 or net 60. Mm. So even though you're getting this money, you're not getting it up front. Um, you're saying the ad and you're not seeing that money till down the line. So being kind of up on when you're owed, when to send invoices, this becomes now a part of the business where you need to keep track of what your money is coming in and what, what's going out. Now, also it's important for podcasters to understand too, is that they, a lot of with the ad agencies, they base your numbers off of previous Predated. like mm-hmm. data. Yeah. So it's like we're, we could be in January right now and then they'll base the numbers off of October. Yeah. And it's like 6,000 less listeners than what you currently have. Right. And then by the time you get paid, it's not till March. Right. (laughs) Right. Now you got a whole... So it's like you're always chasing back. But also knowing that you can include your numbers not only from your audio, but you could be like, yo, listen, I also get another 30,000 views on YouTube. So So you're allowed to kind of combine those. You know, it's funny that you say that, not to cut you off, but a lot of, um, because I was talking once again um, to one of our our good friends in the podcast space, and they were saying that another ad agency that he used to use and that we kind of use sometimes they they don't they didn't allow that a lot of ads don't allow youtube yeah but it doesn't it's changing it's changing a little bit now um but also if you guys want to make money for your visuals and your audio you can just base your audio numbers which is what we do now because our videos have been pretty inconsistent um so it's not fair to the to the you know advertiser but there's google adsense so you can still make money off of all of the ads that youtube is putting into your videos as they so please. Um, we're not able to be as monetized because of our content. <laughs> so if you have a business you know, podcast or something more kid friendly, which now they even added, if yeah, you, know, yeah, you have to 18 you have, plus, yeah, you have you to check put off. that. Um, but you can log in, get your Google AdSense and you can monetize um, and get paid off of what YouTube ads are, are being put Another podcast hack to get paid double is that you can do an ad for audio because most most companies just want to advertise audio Mm -hmm. so you can do the ad for audio but then if somebody else wants to do an ad you might not have enough ad space you can do the ad for youtube and you can Mm. outside of um the the ads that they already give you like you can place an ad in the episode Mm -hmm. just for youtube so and i I wanted to say that too so because our podcast is not current event based Mm -hmm. we do pre-record a ton of content so we'll go into the studio and bust out two or three episodes in one sitting and so we may get an ad last minute and now i have to record it and we're fitting it into audio so that's also something for for people who pre-record their content don't feel like you have to miss out on an ad you can always record it edit the audio and fit it inside make sure you transition it right and say hey before we get to that segment this episode was brought to you by and you could always feed it into it organically because a lot of you know advertisers do want an organic sounding ad yeah. they don't want it just placed in so you can still find ways to transition it if you're editing in a, in a good uh, you know roundabout way especially if you have segments the way you guys do yeah, yeah it makes and it that, easier and that's, like I said that's important for people to know so it's like if you have a a business that you know you're promoting you know uh, teeth straightening you know right. if you're a dentist and somebody else wants to do the exact same thing you can't have two of the same companies advertise on audio right. but what you could do is say okay it's 500 dollars for audio for your teeth straightening company so we don't have space but our youtube numbers might be half of that so we can insert a, a short clip on video just on youtube yeah. charge you 250 because right. it's less so now you're getting 750 
and the YouTube listeners aren't hearing audio. Audio listeners aren't watching YouTube for the most part. Right. It's two different audiences. With two different audiences, yeah. and which the beauty, is what I pick up on. The yes. beauty of the YouTube is that literally you can place it anywhere, and as many as you want, really. Mm-hmm. It just has to be after, I think, 10 minutes. That's when you can start placing ads. So you can just place them anywhere. Like So that's what we Right, and then, I mean, this. if you are a podcast that is going to start inserting all of these ads, that's where Patreon becomes a great platform because now you can say this is yeah. ad-free content. First so a lot of people don't like... They don't want to hear ads. it. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah. don't want to yeah. hear it. And so now that becomes a selling point to where, okay, well, you can listen to the episodes ad free. And our Patreon members listen to our episodes <laughs> early. Not only. Oh, yeah. We used to early. do that. Not, <laughs> not only ad free, but early as well. Early so, yeah. 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 We, we, ran, we ran into a. <laughs> A comment like we uh, we had posted that we were about to put out the episode and somebody was like, "Yo, I loved it. It was our favorite." And uh, we were like, "Yo, how'd you hear it?" He's like, "Yo, I'm on Patreon." I'm like, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." Shout out to you. <laughs> Shout out. To, nah, actually, I made a. I'm like, "Yo, it didn't come out yet." And everybody started laughing in the comment section. He was like, "Yo, he's bugging." And he's like, "No, nah, I'm on Patreon." I'm like, "I apologize." Yeah, but I mean, salute to all of our patrons. Outside of making the the money, I think one of the other things that is the most important as a content creator is to literally just learn whatever you think you're gonna have to pay somebody to do teach yourself so like i was saying i i I got a macbook as a gift because i said i need a macbook because i need (laughs) premiere pro to to edit because all of the people who edit stuff have macbooks so i need a macbook um and so i taught myself how to edit audio on audacity GarageBand, and premiere pro um i created our media kit i taught myself how to cut um, social media clips, how to create social media content like audiograms and videos and anything that I felt we needed as marketing material. And those are things that sometimes you have to pay if you don't know how to do it. So I literally taught myself on, on YouTube. I would go in and be like, okay, how do I split this track? And there's YouTube videos for literally everything. So for people who maybe have a job but don't have the money to invest in cameras or equipment or studio time or outsourcing all of these these jobs you can teach yourself how to do it and it's editing audio is fairly simple it, it is it's fairly simple there you have it ladies and gentlemen the blueprint of how to make money on a podcast hey. a lot of jewelry in that in that segment for sure to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.